1: Welcome back to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast, where each week we go way back and watch every episode of the show that changed our lives and maybe your lives, and we discuss it with you. Yes, we're watching every episode, and yes, we're discussing them. So far, we've done, I guess this is number 12 or 13, and uh, it's been a treat. It's been a treat to hear your questions. It's been a treat to talk with my comrades here. Uh, We have Tom Welling here hello thank you for having me
2: you're clark kent and we have ryan taas thank you for having me too thanks ryan i love having you here thank, thanks for having both of us Mike. it's fun it's having so nice of you
1: yeah you know it's, it's fun having ryan here because he just hadn't seen the show so he's every we talk about it but every episode it's like i always wonder what he's gonna think and you know and you know <laughs> just uh, like you yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, if you didn't get a chance to call in and leave your questions for this episode, make sure you get some. And for future episodes, our hotline is 213-538-2883. That's 213-538-2883. 588 Empire. They're on a sponsor. Today. Betterhealth.com. <laughs> I, I, rem- I just remember that <laughs> commercial. Um, we'd love you to, uh, to uh, join us on our socials uh talkville podcast on facebook instagram youtube and tiktok and talkville pod on twitter follow us please subscribe you can watch on youtube tell your friends and uh, if you want to join Patreon to support the podcast in more ways than one you get shout outs top tier patrons get shout outs at the end of every episode and go to patreon.com slash talkville and become a patron all right without further ado boys let's get into it let's do it episode one season 13 this is kinetic other way around. Huh? <laughs> you said episode one, season 13. Oh, sorry. <laughs> season one, episode 13. Kinetic. It's been a long day. Uh, it aired February 26, 2002. Director was Robert Singer. Don't recall him. Do you, Tom?
3: I do. He went on to a lot of success with a little-known show called Supernatural. Is that who who created it? I believe that's the connection. I could be wrong. Uh, well, Brian, have, Brian's I'm looking guy, it have, up. We have people... There could be two Robert Singers, but I'm thinking it's the same.
2: If you click on it, it says Executive Producer Supernatural.
3: Bingo! Leave it in!
2: I do want to share <laughs> something
3: with you before we
2: go. Uh-oh.
3: Is this your yearbook? Your Smallville yearbook? No,
1: this is, um, my grandfather passed away and he left a book. Earl! Irv, God bless him. Irv! But in it, he says, other oh, grandchildren have a his- some history as well. Michael also finished college and then went on to a career in entertainment because he is very entertaining. For example, he has been on a TV show with Tom Arnold, ugh, <laughs> he said, ugh, for one season, Zoe, Duncan, Jack, and Jane for two seasons, almost ugh. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> and for six, count seasons as Lex Luthor on Smallville. Mike is a small success. <laughs> oh, he says he's a small success, uh, a millionaire, <laughs> and, uh, th- and a recognized celebrity. Who would have thunk it? But most important, he is a wonderful person as all who know him. We'll be glad Aww. to tell you. Also, Eric, his brother is not a multimillionaire, but he is a great kid. <laughs> My grandfather writes like a 12-year-old. But it was funny how he called me a small success after Smallville. Yeah, I wouldn't think I was Smallville was a small success. He was
2: being funny. He was being I, funny? He was
3: being ironic, yeah. I think he was being funny.
1: Yeah. I don't. I think he thought it was like, you know, he's not a movie star, but he's a small success. On so
3: if, if it was called Largeville, he would have said you were a large success. <laughs> you know, I think that's the pun. All they, right. they, Maybe whatever. you're right.
1: Maybe you give, give your grandfather
3: some credit. He loved
1: you. I love the man. The writers were Al Goff of the episode kinetic. Miles Miller, Philip Levins, guest stars David Lovegren as Derek Fox, Kevon Smith as Wade Mahaney and David Coles as Scott Bowman. The synopsis down after losing a scholarship. Whitney joins a gang of thieves. He gets a meteor rock lace tattoo and gains the gang's power of phasing through walls. They rob Lex Luthor's mansion and seriously injure Chloe, who is interviewing Lex. Meanwhile, Lana convinces Lex to restore the talon. Huh. Well, I mean, with a synopsis like that, you're in for a damn treat, aren't you? last episode i really enjoyed leech you know um we'll get into this one we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it At the luther mansion clark is helping chloe interview lex for the paper while they're there three kryptonite tattooed thugs wade mahaney Derek fox oh, Scott hold on Butler.
3: hold on a second hold on a second i gotta jump in here was anyone else confused chloe's question about what is it section 13 or whatever it is the uh the super level place
1: yeah what were that uh, Remember in Jitters, where there's a secret level in Jitters? So yeah. she was referencing that. Is there another? Oh, so she,
3: like you're going to tell her.
1: Yeah, That's my point. Well, she was trying. Are she's... there any other secret levels, Lex? <laughs> oh, yeah, Chloe. Let me tell you, for the Daily Planet. No, it was not the Daily Planet. What is it called? The Torch. The Torch. Uh, the Torch. torch. Yeah. The torch yeah. Smallville anyway,
3: torch. I, I just thought that was kind of funny, and I like the way that Lex was sort of like,
1: oh, you're so cute. I'll be right back. I have a call that I have to take. Yeah. So the thugs come in. They break in by passing through walls. They get into the vault, leaving with money, artifacts, and a CD.
3: All right. So I got it. Sorry, I got a lot of things about this episode yeah, in a good too. way. Um, so I okay. So the kryptonite tattoos let them in the the vault. How do they take the items out with them? Is that or we just we just don't? Uh, yeah, that's care? true.
1: Everything disappears.
3: What because it's just it, they, if, if they put it under their jacket and that's it. Like,
2: because the thing, the things they're taking wouldn't be able to phase through the walls because it wasn't touching them. But they can phase through with clothes.
3: And by the <sighs> way, when they when they do go back to their lair and they talk about how they stole a hundred thousand dollars from Lex Luthor, I'm like, that's it.
1: <laughs> that's Tom. It you know what it? you're doing right now. You're shitting sorry. on the episode. Sorry. You're Sorry. shitting on it. Now, remember that one, right. one fan who wrote in and said, mother, the, the podcast is great, but Rosenbaum <laughs> keeps shitting on Smallville. I'm like, that's I not just, true. I just want to highlight a few things so we can continue forward in knowing that we're all aware of Please do, and I agree. Okay. I, I just, right. I look, okay. As they escape, they take down Clark and they push Chloe out of the fourth story window. Clark is gutted that he wasn't able to protect and save her. I thought that was a nice moment where you find out that Clark, even Clark, superhero can't save everybody can't always do it and he felt really bad about it that was nice at the hospital police reveal that they these may be the same bandits tied to a string of robberies in town Lana talks to Whitney who is despondent she then talks to Nell who tells her she's planning on selling her space to Lex Clark goes to Smallville Savings and loan a bank that the bandits robbed and uses x-ray vision to see an arm sitting inside its vault
3: Okay, so two things. One is I'm really sad that we didn't get to see that scene between Lex and Nell because um, I thought that would be hilarious.
1: Yeah, that would.
3: Um, like, where did you meet? What did you talk about? How did Lex feel about Nell? Because I know how you <laughs> feel about her. Um, and then I, I don't know what the arm thing was about. Can someone explain that to me?
1: There was just an arm in there. Like he was during the robbery. He lost his arm, right? No, they brought an arm with them in the
3: car. No,
1: the guy in- lost his arm, didn't he?
3: it's a prosthetic arm in the opening sequence. Somebody call in and explain this to me. Cause I just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't keep track.
1: I missed this. I missed it. Call back to one of the robbers saying that only had, uh, Oh, so this is a call back to one of the robbers saying they only had one arm while robbing the Luther vault. Turns out the kryptonite tattoo effects wear off. And this guy's arm tattoo wore off mid wall transition. I am confused. Know. Confusion. No. Confusion. <laughs> I don't happen. We have a call later on from my good friend, Zach who asks about the arm thing, because he has a prosthetic arm. And uh, so he has a question. So we'll listen to that a little later when we get to your what are we?
3: What are we going to tell him? Because we don't I know don't what we're know. talking Maybe about. I don't know.
1: Maybe Zach will have the answer. <laughs> Zach, you're going to have to figure this out for us. Back at the bandit's hideout, they are confused why their Luther robbery isn't making the news, notably because Lex didn't report it. After analyzing the CD they stole, they figure out Lex has been tapping into his father's Luther Corp computer system to make, to take money. The bandits try confronting Lex at his mansion to use this info as blackmail for a payout. You know, I, I, this episode lost me immediately. I'm just gonna get into it. <laughs> I mean, you're dealing with these 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 thugs and they got this magical thing that makes them disappear or like walk through walls. And they're up to Luther's. There's no security monitors. There's nothing going on. I just, I'm shitting on it. <laughs> The bandits try confronting to the mansion to take his info, uh, wanting a payout in town. Clark visits the Fordman store where Whitney is working. Whitney tells Clark he lost his scholarship and feels like he will never leave Smallville. And at the store, the bandits are shopping and use Whitney's low circumstances to try and recruit him to join them. These guys that he just sees, he has, didn't know, they're saying, hey, come party with a bunch of dudes. And I guess he's maybe he's in high school and he's like, all right, I get to hang out with the older guys. And so maybe I
2: let that go, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's like, it's a good jumping off point for a Whitney story. It was just weird execution. I mean, like this is the thing he's going to do. Like, I like that's a very like real like human thing to happen. Like, yeah, like I'm stuck in my small town. I lost my football scholarship. I'm worried about where my life is going. That's like a that's a good uh, place to real. jump off from. But yeah, I'm gonna go get. A, a tattoo and turn invisible. And Rob's a of lot, of,
3: lot of peer pressure. A lot yeah, of he's, peer he's pressure. A little, just he's a little too out of sorts. Forced, a bit rudderless. Too,
2: yeah.
1: So back at but the, Yeah, go ahead.
3: What does happen when Whitney does go there is he? there's a party and there's drinking and there's tequila and there's limes and there's oh. people kissing with limes in their mouths. Mm. Did anyone recognize who the girl
1: is? I didn't until you told the me before the episode.
3: Evangeline Lilly.
1: That's my gosh another crush for me there you go she was working on smallville yep. as background right as an as an extra doing extra many for many, for many a seasons star.
3: a back a background performer yeah she was uh she was there and and then she wasn't there and then lost came out and i was like wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> wait a second
1: back at a party they're throwing they show the boys show whitney their tattoo room and glowing kryptonite ink after applying a little peer pressure, they give him a tattoo with the green ink. The crew hits the town, partying and drinking to show Whitney his newfound powers of passing through objects. They toss him in front of a moving <laughs> semi truck. He By survives. The way, what, in what is was shock, that but. truck?
3: What was that truck driver doing? There's a tunnel with no other cars. There's a truck, and there's five guys throwing a guy in the middle. The truck driver's like. We didn't have cell phones really back then, but, like, what's he doing? Watching a movie on a DVD player? Yeah, because he's being
1: held over that thing for, like, 20 seconds. It's not like they do it right before the
2: truck comes. I I would love to cut inside. He's just got his portable DVD player on. Yeah, he's he's like, like...
1: Yeah.
3: Oh you guys remember uh, portable dvd players those were cool for like two years
1: so whitney survives and is shocked by his new powers clark visits chloe in the hospital and she tells him she remembers the bandits having a green tattoo i remember that scene i like that scene with chloe and clark you know allison she's a good actress you know right? she always she always did a great job and um you could say what you want about her now and she's gotten into some trouble as we all know but like you know i always dug her always thought she was cool and uh Yeah, always came through always uh, had a great performance Uh, Lana tries to convince Lexa the talent to renovate it rather than tear it down because of how much it means to her with her parents meeting there but he tells her he's planning on turning it into a parking garage I like that because I forgot about this but I like that Lexa's like you're going to have to come up with something better than that you know I know it's where your parents met but like I'm like oh okay let me put some money because your parents met here because that would have made him look like a freaking idiot (laughs) right
3: oh oh that's what happened here lana oh oh, <laughs> oh. let me.
1: oh <laughs> well hey why don't i throw a party here too for you jesus
2: <laughs> life's Sassy tougher today. than that
1: life's tougher than that <laughs> clark goes to foreman's looking for the tattoo guys and discovers whitney has gotten one of his own clark warns whitney to stay away from them but he ignores the advice Clark meets up with Lana and tells her that Whitney has lost his scholarship and he is taking it upon himself to save him from this gang of bandits because he still feels guilt for not being able to help Chloe.
3: At no point, at no point talking to Whitney does Clark say, by the way, where does where do these guys hang out? <laughs> he just says stay away from them. He does not like, okay, where did you see them? Where, where's their house? What's their ad-? he doesn't even ask.
1: No. But he finds it that night the gang picks up whitney for a night out and clark decides to follow the four tatted bandits lure lex into an enclosed room a meat locker to take money in exchange for the cd lex shows up empty-handed the bandits get pissed and clark shows up just in time to be knocked down before the bandits escape
3: i think it's worth noting something that jumped out at me toward about this time in the episode is that lex wants to handle this all on his own. He doesn't show up with six guys or any mercenaries or any helicopters. He's literally doing all of this by himself. He doesn't, you know, like you show up to make the drop. You're trying to find these guys. Lex is just like on his own. He's alone. the lone ranger.
1: Yeah. Is that believable?
3: I mean, I think it is. I just think it's worth noting that like
1: he's doing it on his own. He's, he's taking it on his own. That's true. And you owners. know, it's another moment where Clark shows up and lex is there and you know it's it's one of those things where lex is like what are you what are you doing here well it, it's you fun it's showing also funny up. because
3: early on in the episode when the guys confront lex in his office and the guy goes "We, well, you know we want all this money and lex you know lex is like how do i contact you and and they're like we'll contact you. and then they make lex turn around and put his hands on the desk and i was like oh he's gonna get hit in the head." i know oh. they're just gonna they're just gonna club him i was like oh man
1: And then they just disappear. That happens a lot later on in the episodes and in the seasons. Lex gets clocked in the head quite a few times. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. So you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge.
3: Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash-talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash talkville.
4: Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal.
1: but I thought it was a good scene. I like the, uh, well, let's get into it. Lex confesses to Clark on why he was with the bandits, not wanting the information on the disc to be disclosed. Chloe cl- cracks the case from the hospital and tells Clark and Pete that she believe the bandits are able to manipulate their molecular composition to pass through objects because she's a God-blessed chemist. <laughs> I mean, she had a
3: lot of time to think about it, meditate, I don't know.
1: They manipulate their molecular composition. (laughs) That's it. Case closed. (laughs) Whitney meets up with Lana at the town and breaks down, saying he's trusted the wrong people and they're planning on taking out Lex. Clark, Lana, and Whitney then make a plan to break into the gang's loft and steal the disc back. Don't call the cops. Don't call
3: Smallville PD.
1: Yeah. In the law of Clark uses X-ray vision to locate the disc. It was the first time he looked anywhere, and there it was. He didn't look six places with his X-ray vision. He turned to the left, used his X-ray vision in this compartment, and saw it. <laughs> Sorry, today's episode. I'm a little feisty today. Ryan's right.
3: <laughs> it's like his spidey senses went off, and then he used his x ray vision.
2: I guess so. That's the wrong superhero. What, Tom?
1: In the loft, Clark uses x-ray vision to locate the disc, but before he and Whitney can leave, the gang confronts them, phasing through Clark's chest and taking him down. Lex shows up to help after Lana called him to warn that the guys are up to no good. Wade, holding Whitney hostage, drops a junk car hanging above on the two of them. I can't speak planning to phase through it. However, his kryptonite tattoo effects have worn off. Clark uses super speed to rescue Whitney before the car crushes Wade. Uh, dude, the I, worst
3: you just like Lex Luthor's security options are just, I mean, this is like, this is like calling Jeff Bezos and being like, Hey dude, I just want to let you in on something <laughs> <laughs> that, that none of your people know about or yeah. are around for. Yeah.
1: It was, yeah. I mean, it's just whatever. It's it is crazy. what it is. I thought the dropping of the car, we've seen sort of things like that, but that was pretty cool. The Smallville PD arrive, thank God, to apprehend the remaining bandits. Lex vows to keep their wall-passing abilities secret so long as they keep his secret to themselves. Back in town, Chloe is out of the hospital, and Lana visits Lex at the Talon to convince him to go with her plans of renovating it into a cafe, bookstore, and Lex agrees to receive tax breaks by registering it as historical landmark. And I like the last look, though, of Lana going, oh, my God, I just made a deal with Lex Luthor. Deal with the devil. That I, hits her. I, yeah.
3: that scene was fun because I like the way that Lex kind of challenged her, especially when you walk past. And, and I wrote it down here when you're like, who's going to manage it? Like the way you, the, the way that you delivered that line of just like, uh-huh. Sure. You got all these pipe dreams, huh? Let's flesh it out. I just like the way that all kind of worked. And she was nervous trying to yeah. get her thing out. It was great.
1: Yeah. Good scene. Thanks. I really like that scene too. I thought it was good. Um, well, interesting things of note. And we can talk more. Apparently, the special effects being reined in during this episode was a result of Warner Brothers being upset at episodes going over budget. Huh. <laughs> Where did he get that information? That's interesting. Huh. I but. Like, I- for the record that's every episode <laughs> i mean you're that's do, you're all, doing everybody's always mad
3: at yeah that's i just, guess after you, leech
1: like, the episode before where he's throwing cars and all this stuff they had to go hey we don't have as much money this episode
3: no you know what they figured out we still hadn't finished jitters by this point
2: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Probably, you're right i don't think we had there was no there I was a whole that. vfx scene where like they were going like into like the walls like, like the digital thing yeah that couldn't have been cheap wasn't free yeah yeah it wasn't that impressive
1: evangeline lily who has an uncredited appearance as wade's girlfriend in a brief scene as we talked about appears as an extra in the episodes visage oh visage or visage visage mm, whatever <laughs> rosetta accelerate and delete wow uh, erica durance talked about it a bit on her episode on inside of you with michael rosenbaum that's me and uh then how she got oh. lost Uh, The episode meaning, the term kinetic refers to kinetic energy or the energy of motion. Three thugs used meteorite tattoos to speed up their molecular motion, enabling them to go through solid objects. Robert Singer, who directed this episode, was the executive producer of Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman for multiple seasons. He later became an executive producer and showrunner for Supernatural, as Tom said earlier. And the Supernatural character Bobby Singer was named after him. The theater used for the exterior of the talent is the Clover Theater in Cloverdale, and the TV series Superman and Lois is currently being filmed only a few blocks away.
2: Cloverdale where?
1: Cloverdale, uh, Vancouver.
2: Oh.
1: In Vancouver, my friend.
2: Oh. My parents live in Cloverdale, California.
1: Really? They do. Now now everybody knows what your parents live. Shit. (laughs) Here we go. These are the questions. First, the uh, top-tier patrons. Here's a question. This is Michael P.,
4: Hey all, this is Michael Piccioni from College Station, Texas. There's a really cool detail in the episode Kinetic where Clark is chopping wood with his hand. I thought it looked so amazing and so real. How in the heck did the team pull that off? I got to know. Thanks, guys.
3: Um, I remember this because I, th- I as well thought it was cool. And I remember getting there and, and, the, and the wood was there. And I was like, well, how's this going to work? And there was a very excited special effects guy who was like, I got this great idea. And there was like a little thing inside where we would time it as my hand got close, he would hit this little trigger and it would sort of just, and everything was pre scored and pre broken. Oh. Um, uh, um, that, you know, I could have just said that I did do that in real life, but <laughs> I didn't. Um, but that brings up a good thing. You know, we talked about with um, John Schneider that whole thing of even when Clark leaves that scene, uh, Jonathan continues to keep busy in his own world as well. And I, you know, John talked in the last episode about how. You know, creating a life outside of just Clark's life uh, was important in this series. Hmm.
2: Also, just kind of a funny thing for him to be doing when he's filled with a lot of angst. (laughs) I'm just going to (laughs) go chop wood with with my my bare hands because I can. Well, it's better than beating someone
1: up. This is true. Here we go. This is Nico and Zach.
2: I'm Michael and Tom.
3: This is Zachary. My name is Nico, and we got a couple of quick questions for you regarding... The episode
2: called Connect, season one, episode 13. Was the bad guy with the prosthetic arm, did he really have a limb difference in real life?
3: And the other question that we had was, and I'm sure this will come up quite a bit, but what's up with Clark and Lex just telling each other partial truths, right? If they had just said the whole truth, how different would the episode be? Thanks. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, I think the episodes would, the show wouldn't have legs. <laughs> uh, I think you had to keep these secrets, the secrets stack up, and that's what keeps the show going. Um, things would have been different, and the show would have been a lot shorter if they had told, told each other the truth about a lot of things, and they would have been friends and blah, blah, blah. But the prosthetic arm we were confused about, Tom? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. either, but I don't think he had a prosthetic arm in real life.
3: I, 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 I just don't recall. I, I have no idea.
4: Hmm.
1: Which, which character was it? It was one of the, the he, bad guys? Yeah. One of the gang members. I don't think you'll find that information. Well. If anybody finds that information. Uh, the character with the arm, supposedly prosthetic arm, which one was he? Was he Derek Fox, Wade Mahoney, or Scott Bowman? But while you're doing that, Suss here we out. go. Here's a voicemail message. Here we go.
0: Hi guys, this is pre from Oakland, California calling about Kinetic. I appreciated the last scene of that episode where Alana's expression goes from one of elation to one of concern or hesitance about her new partnership with Lex and the Talon. And I'm just wondering what kind of liberty you all have it had as actors to make some of those choices. Um, it really had me engaged as an audience member, especially the quick cut to Black, and trying to guess what that character was
4: thinking. Thanks.
1: That was a great question. I think, you know, we have the liberty of just acting and using facial expressions as part of acting and which is it's a big part of it um you could say so much without saying anything using facial gestures and uh there was a freedom i don't think um you know we just did what we did and they would cut around it if they didn't like it tom
3: um i agree it it, it i would i would i would guess that this situation in particular was probably suggested that uh, for 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 Lana's character, that you just made a deal with the devil. Now what? I, I think that that was probably something that somebody suggested somewhere down the road because that's without that note, she's just happy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's just boring. um But I, you know, a lot of times, Michael, you know, from being on set, some of the hardest moments are those last moments where you have nothing to say, but the camera's just pushing into you, and you have to find a way to be active. And a lot of it is you know, keeping ideas in your head or questions or curiosity in your head about what just happened? What am I going to do next? And just keeping your mind active, because otherwise you, it just seems like eternity that you're sitting there, even though it's only two seconds. Yeah. Um, so you have to give yourself something to keep going. You can't just stop when the lines stop.
1: There's a famous um, quote or acting teacher quote. It might have been Stanislavski or Uta Hagen or uh, whoever and they said something like you know an actor once said well what do I do I have nothing to say and their response was you have everything to say you just choose not to say it (laughs) you know what I mean so your character always is thinking we're always thinking as human beings so you know when you're looking at someone if you just listen your reaction by listening to their words will uh anyway there you go Uh, here's Scott. He's going to, he's going to bring up something we, uh, we talked about.
4: Scott from Mississippi.
2: I'm watching Kinetic, and this pretty girl walks up, hands the guy a tequila shot, the
3: lime,
1: gives him a kiss. She looks familiar. That's Evangeline Lilly from Lost, from Lord of the Rings, from a bunch of awesome stuff. Who knew that this huge star just comes into Smallville for a few seconds to kiss this criminal
3: and walks up? Awesome. All right, thanks.
1: <laughs> I feel I it was awesome too. I wish it was my lips she was kissing. Boy, oh boy. Um, I'll tell you, um, we talked about this. We talked about it a little while on this show. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome that she, you know, somehow got out of being an extra and made a career for herself, a wonderful career and just kudos to her. Um, congratulations. She's, I like watching her. I think she's, she does a great job and, um, you know, it's a shame. Um, you know, she didn't have a bigger part on smallville. What are you going to think I was going to
2: say, Tom? You little creep. (laughs) Oh, the wasp. She's also the one. I just love the idea that you're like,
3: you just wish it was you. Uh (laughs) I think it's hilarious. No, I mean, listen, it's being being a background performer is not glamorous, it's not glorious, but it it can provide opportunities for you to move up through and through the system, so to speak. I did it. I was in commercials before, I was in a seven-up commercial that um, you know, that allowed me to get, I don't I don't know if that's what allowed me to get my SAG card or whatever, but like you have to do these steps and you're given more and more responsibility as you create these characters and then you know she's a perfect example where breakthrough into a hit show for years
1: yeah i think you got to pay your dues and uh you know we have a i have a buddy troy rudolph tom you know him i think ryan you've met him what's up big red um but troy does a lot of extra work but now he has um gotten some speaking lines he's gotten big scenes scenes in big movies on the show in pastor that I did, I got him an audition. He read, he got the part. He had a couple scenes with me. He, you know, he works and he's, he's a working actor, but he, you know, he started out doing just extra stuff and he still gets, you know, and extras can actually get paid pretty, pretty well. In fact, they could, um, sometimes they get brought up to like more on camera exposure and they, it's, I forgot what it's called, but it's the next stage of an extra, that you get paid more and you could also do a stunt like you could do some stunts as an extra and get more money so i mean there's a lot of, but look it ultimately comes down to pay your dues do like for me it was tons and tons of theater and then off off broadway and then a commercial that was considered a spec spot it wasn't a real commercial they were just shooting a commercial hoping to sell it and i was the lead guy it never got made i never got a cent um you know you just do things like that we did these mtv clips hoping that they would buy it and they were hilarious and it was like i was a preacher and i was like in this uh, uh the confession booth and someone and we would use band names to like in the scene like because it was mtv and so like my friend matt was dressed up like a woman and he was like i go what tell me what did you do wrong you know mtv we'll keep the light on for you jesus name jesus jones and we would say like other band names like what'd you do he's like well i didn't necessarily smash the pumpkins as much as, much as i just gave him a little spanking is that so wrong and then i was like mtv it was just like these little stupid sp- never got aired shot two days of work shocking. Like, shocking i have to show you them because they're really good i didn't sell it but they were really good. Uh, here we go, Caitlin. I'm going to have to show, put those on uh, YouTube for people to check out. You, you'll dig up. Hey guys, I see it's them.
0: Caitlin from Kentucky. I'm watching episode 13, Kinetic. And man, did Smallville just show how old it was with the scene of Chloe and Pete and Clark in the hospital and Clark asked Chloe, How did you get on the internet? And Chloe said, Pete hijacked a phone line. Like, man, this was pre Wi Fi. Thanks for, so much for doing the show. Bye.
2: <laughs> I noticed that yeah. too.
1: I didn't really pay attention oh my to God.
2: it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, he's, he's so confused. I totally missed that. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, no, it was really funny. Uh, yeah, I caught that. You, you were so concerned. Like, how can you get the internet from here?
1: <laughs> from here that shows
2: you man i
1: mean we were doing this pre-social media pre-internet really i mean there was like nothing really available it's to hard th- to think of those times those pre-internet times i mean i always say i always tell people like oh man if we were uh, around now i'd have 10 million followers uh but it's true you know we didn't uh, when
3: did instagram come out there's a lot more distractions for actors now um who, who live in that sort of world especially sure. in a teenage kind of show there's a lot of pressure to to post to post a certain way to promote to publicize it's it's it can be very distracted
1: yeah i don't like it i would be honest with you I sound like a grandpa but as much as i love going through tiktok and instagram and sending funny videos to you all the time we constantly send yeah. each other videos um there was something beautiful and simple about you know the 80s and 90s even into the two- early 2000s right. where you just had to figure shit out on your own. You didn't, you couldn't just get answers to questions right away. You have, you know, uh, there was something really, there was more of a connection. It was absolutely, you, you, you had to talk to people. Entertainment was part you talking to people was part of entertainment. And nowadays yeah. it's like, you know, you can't sit, but five minutes talking to someone without getting on your phone. And it's sad. I, I know I sound old, but it is sad. I miss that. I miss it.
3: You know, it's not old. I think we uh, we all have different stages. I mean, when I when I did a the last year of Smallville, I was pr- I was also producing a, a show called Hellcats, which lasted one year. And yeah. I remember going over there and a really grew, really great group of talented younger actors than than me and you. And man, the phones were just out all the time on set. And on our set, we were there long enough where phones started becoming a thing, but we still were like don't have them on set guys. Yeah. That's not why you're here. If you gotta make a phone call, walk away, let's stay focused. But man, on that set, they were everywhere. And I was just, I remember just feeling old and being like, but they, they were fine with it. It was just part of their their being at that point already.
1: Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, back to Kinetic. Overall, look, the highlights of this show, Chloe and Clark in the hospital, Lex and Lana maybe in the Talon. There were a few other moments that I thought that were some good moments, some highlights.
0: Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.
1: To me, this is the first episode where I felt there were more lowlights than highlights. That was my opinion. I just felt like I didn't buy this whole ink disappearance going through walls, kind of like it was they were too much in the show. The, 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 the B story was too much for me anyway. Um, I just kind of got disconnected with it. After watching Leech, I was so connected and so pumped. And then I watched this right after. And to me, it was a, a bit of a letdown compared to Leech. I'll just say I
3: remember that. you texted me a couple of days ago.
1: What'd I say? It's
3: basically something like that. Because you had already watched them and before me for this podcast. And your comments were pretty much that.
1: Yeah. What was so, your uh, what would you say the uh the highlights?
3: You know, I don't think this one really uh is 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 one of our there's nothing wrong with it. It's just kind of <laughs> oh yeah, there is. It just it just kind of lingers there. I do appreciate Allison's performance with Chloe in the uh, in the hospital scenes because she keeps it upbeat and kind of quirky. And Clark is just like, oh, if I could have only done something when really he couldn't have. But that's the Jonathan uh, conversation has. You can't save everybody. But um, yeah, I I felt it was a little disconnected with seeing so much of the gang. I think we could have maybe heard about them more. Yeah, or they could have been a little more mysterious. But again, right. Go ahead right off the bat we see what they do so and then no it's just mystery how they do it you right no yeah.
1: you know I will say this and I've talked to Alan Miles about it when you're writing nowadays uh with streaming you all you have to do is write eight episodes and then you go film them they're already written yeah. so you could make all these episodes really good and that's what they do Game of Thrones they take a year of writing great scripts and then yeah. people watch and go this is a great show But when you're filming 22 episodes a year and you're writing episodes constantly to keep up, I mean, you're in episode four and they're still writing episode five. Yeah. And you're going to get some terrific episodes. You're going to get some pretty good episodes. You're going to get some okay episodes. And then every once in a while you get some duds that are just, eh, you know. And I just felt like this was more to me of uh, a bit of a dud a bit of a okay to a dud
2: yeah i think i think there's pros and cons to to the making that many episodes of something in a row because at one on one point like you can you could just have momentum and you can just sort of like be in the zone constantly like with the writing and you know like if you're writing that much something good is going to happen because you're just in it all the time you're constantly thinking of it um but yeah i mean i i think yeah you run out of gas at some point
1: you're running out of gas and like you'll see ebbs and flows we get great episodes we get good ones they bounce back um look there were some great moments in the show we talked before that there was somebody saying that they had to lay back on visual effects in this episode there's always reasons why episodes don't work or why they work great usually story story is the number one thing if you have a good story you have a great chance of having a great show you have to have a good story and if you don't have uh, a good story and you're, you know, you know, it's going to be tough. I think,
3: I think also the idea of trying to show uh, a little insight into what Whitney's going through, I think, was a great idea. I just don't know if it really popped the way it was intended to.
1: I think, I'm. I'm you know, I don't want to say this disrespectfully, but I'm not sure anybody really cared. <laughs> I, I don't think people really cared about, you know, Whitney's career and all this stuff because... He wasn't as an in, much of an integral part of the show as in we weren't following his life. We were just seeing him show up with Lana, be a dick to Clark, you know, angst. But we never really got emotionally attached until we found out that his father was dying. And then you're like, oh, this is why. And then you could relate. So we started to feel for Whitney. But then when we got into a little story after college, I just felt like if it wasn't about Clark or, lana or chloe or lex or lex. martha or jonathan it was just tough to attach, you know attach or be connect to it maybe but uh, i thought i think you know eric is a is a great actor and did a great job i just not sure i cared this episode it would have been
3: if, if, if i mean you're right it would have been a very different episode if somehow lex was in a, in a dark spot and when those guys show up they just tattoo him they're like, turn around, put your hands on the desk, and they tattoo yeah. him. And now he's getting thrown in front of the truck. You know that would have been well, that's
1: weird. That's now you have my attention. Yeah, that would have been a little <laughs> weird. The Rosenbaum rating system: three roses, the best; two roses, one rose; a heater down the middle. What neither here or there. Three bombs, two bombs, one bomb, two bombs, three bombs. Three bombs is the worst a show can be. <laughs> three roses is the best a show can be. The pilot is a reference for the three roses. Um, Ryan. <laughs> Don't listen to what I say. No, I uh, put it. No, I'm I'll gonna go, give it a bomb. You want me to go first? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, Tom. Heater. My first heater of the season. You gave a heater right down the middle, just, neither here just, or there. Just a heater. Yep. I was gonna give it a bomb.
3: Oh,
1: first bomb, bomb of the season. I'm with you. I, I, I really, this one, I mean, I, I almost want to go a bomb and a half. <laughs> half a bomb. Oh, so it's lower. Yeah, it's worse. A bomb and a half is worse. Uh, look, if you disagree with us, I love that. If you absolutely love this episode, good for you. You have your own opinion. Don't yell at me for giving her a
2: bomb and a half. Well, Tom can always find the bright spots. And if Tom's giving it a heater.
1: yeah, I, Last episode, I gave two roses or a rose and a half. He only gave one rose. So remember that. Don't be bitching about me online, folks, because I don't want to hear it. The death and save count. How many people got saved? How many died? One dead. Wade is killed while attempting to kill Whitney. And two were well, saved. Chloe and Lex. Through 13 episodes. 17 dead. 24 saved. And now it's time for Ryan's favorite scene. <laughs> oh, boy. This is going to be a tough one.
2: Yeah, it was tough. It was tough to, tough to find something to like. So I think it's going to be easy for at. us, though, because
1: <laughs> it's going to be the one that's like, OK, that was good.
2: Uh, So the three I have highlighted in my little. Uh, my little notes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark smashing logs. I thought that was very silly. <laughs> okay. I thought that was a very silly choice. All right. Uh, that's number
1: one. <laughs> I think that should be a title for a band: Clark Smashing Logs. <laughs>
2: smashing logs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those two. Uh,
2: two. It uh, was the scene uh, in the uh, the meat hooks. That was like the most action packed scene for me. Oh, okay. in the freezer with the in the too. freezer, in the freezer. In the freezer when you came with the briefcase when lex shows up oh, to make yeah, the yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah um and then number three was the the last scene between lex and lana uh seeing her face you know interesting dynamic i'm gonna it, go this could be the part of an inter- the start of an interesting friend partnership. partnership partnership
1: In the episode before i think it was the style. our friendship is gonna be the stuff of legend clark and in this one it's an interesting relationship <laughs> or some shit. i'm gonna go with lana and lex that's what I was going to choose. But then choose don't it. Choose don't it. if you don't get I behind. Don't wanna,
3: no, I I like the log splitting scene. I've talked about that a lot with John in the last episode when he had I'm going to go log uh what did, what did you say?
2: Log you log. Clark smashing logs. <laughs> so I'm going to go with smashing logs. Uh I mean, uh, for me it was it was the last scene. Yeah. I knew it. Damn it. I knew it. And why? Because uh, there, that was like the 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 best end of like an arc in the episode. Because the you know it uh, it was interesting. We don't see a lot of scenes with Lex and Lana. Uh, I thought you know the the relationship was interesting. Her face at the end was good. Mm-hmm. And then Made I was you
3: curious like, about wanting to come back and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. good cliffhanger. And then yeah, I was happy right.
2: the episode was over. <laughs> I was happy
1: the episode was over. You know, this <laughs> happened, folks. I mean, we don't have to sit here and, uh, you know, look, uh, Like uh, we're going to we're going to you. We are watching these episodes with you and we are giving our critique how we feel when we watch the episodes. And sometimes they're nostalgic. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes they're not so great. But we're here to tell you that. And that's the part of the fun. If it was me just going, I love this and I love that and I love that. Then it's just like, who gives a shit? You know we want to hear i want to i want to speak from the heart i want to speak from my mind and that's what the rest of the guys are doing here so uh you know that's it for this episode we've got a great <laughs> episode coming up i believe i haven't watched it yet what's the next episode ryan number 114 zero. zero. i remember zero being pretty good it's a really good
3: title. I don't remember what it is. I'm going to have to it's watch it. It's the
1: one with Club Zero where Lex gets into some trouble.
3: Oh, it's a it's a flashback kind of thing?
1: Yep, and it's ah. It's also I I believe I get hung upside down in a straitjacket and they left me upside down too long and my face blew up like with the blood rushing and it was really like I thought I was going to die. <clears throat> I should have sued them. But I didn't. Stick around next week as we talk about a whole lot of nothing in episode 14-0. Uh, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, and thank you, patrons, for supporting the show, giving back in other ways. Go to patreon.com slash talkville. Um, follow us on our handles, social handles, at Talkville Podcast um, or Talkville Pod on Twitter. Um, let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts about uh, upcoming episodes. You can call in. The number is 213-538-2883. We love your messages. They've been short. They've been to the point. We thank you. We thank you for that. Um, Remember, season one, we're going to be talking about just look at season one and call in and leave a message for those episodes. And Bryce will thumb through them, and he'll figure out which ones belong in each episode. And uh, I think that's about it. Uh, I'm Michael Rosenbaum. Tom Welling, thank you for joining us.
2: I'm Ryan Teos, and I'm also here.
1: Remember one thing, (laughs) folks. Always hold on to Smallville. We'll see you next week. All right, don't think we forgot those shout-outs to the top tiers for Talkville. Uh, If you want to join Patreon and support the podcast, we'd love to have you. Um, Just go to www. Do you even have to say www anymore? Just go to patreon.com slash Talkville, folks patreon.com slash talkville uh support the podcast here we go here are the top uh tier names here they are the biggest supporters of the podcast tom take it away
3: nikki g leanne p raj c santiago m suzanne b leah s little lisa tom t sophie m betsy d liana a abhi p chris f kimberly e jeremy v are you reading them all for the fuck's sake why not come on michael h ray uh ray ray h, h.
1: ray, h. H. ray harada. harada
3: danielle b 99 more liliani N. no lalani we've
1: gone over All this right. lalani okay. you take over katherine <laughs> p brett g super sam always hold on to smallville jeff e estevan g dj kento garrett w just jtr kimberly l teresa justin s tom n tony v rodolfo v jason w osama a nancy d
3: brian g sarah w megan h r toon k justin t and lucio grape jelly 817 jeremy g amanda r brandy s Teddy 127 michael p
1: ryan r grumpy Idis, jordan m hillary b matt s the blur craig g christy r pollyanna karen p derek g Jorel.
3: That's familiar. Richard S. Heather and G. Nico P. Jason Ramona Brian H. Kelsey T. Jason M. D.J.C. Georgina B. I always mess you up. I'm sorry. Eric K. Kevin E. Craig Ashley Ryan Nanine W. Stephanie K. Aaron K. Darth A. Richard R. Finky. Kenny S. Sydney I. Huh. S- Sydney S. Help me out here.
1: Sydney S. Tito G. Mickey C. And I think that does it. I think that's all our top tier patrons, which Tom read most of them. Congratulations, Tom. Uh, We love you. We love the support. We need you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Tommy. Good to
2: see you, buddy. Good to see you.